the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Pro-America Report, great to be together. As always, uh, we have a lot to talk about. In a few moments, we'll talk with Sam Sorbo. Sam Sorbo has a big... um, she has a big, it's a week long, a Monday through Friday, one hour a day effort. She calls it an empowerment challenge for parents uh, and for um, uh, the uh, families to take this challenge and decide how they could make the move from the school system that's pretty broken uh, to something like homeschooling or others. And she, Sam Sorbo is the best um, ambassador for this because I remember her telling the story and I'll ask her about this. She, uh, she was um, uh, her, her children. I think she had two sons at the time or two children at the time. And they were in the public schools. She and her husband, they were living in, in uh, Los Angeles area. They're very successful. Her husband's a famous actor. She's a pretty famous actor and a, a, a very articulate communicator doing a radio show, I think, and all kinds of stuff. She had her kids in the public school and she finally had enough, pulled them out. This is maybe eight years ago. And so she was ahead of the curve that many people are sort of in the middle of right now in the bell curve of getting your kids out of school. So we'll talk with Sam Sorbo. She's uh, super and very interesting about her upcoming challenge. And we also will get a chance to visit with Bridget Van Means, our friend at Thrive Nation, Thrive St. Louis uh, is her organization. Thrive Nation is the community, she calls it, pro-life community, trying to do well for women that are in need uh, and to help uh, beat back abortion. And so, Bridget, why we'll talk with her. So, But first, what you need to know, um, the, the problem right now is, and this is what you need to know, is there is hope, there's things we can do, but you're looking around at the adults in power who are not doing things. They're, they're not actually addressing the things that could be done. So when you're sitting at home and we as a nation, we're doers, right? We like to do things we like to figure it out. You go back and read the early founding and the early years of the, of the nation. You'd get people that would come over to Tocqueville and others. They'd write about the fact that these Americans, they had this sort of vision of doing things. Whether you call it the, the uh, Protestant work ethic, whether you call it the American dream, up by your bootstraps, Horatio Alger stories, whatever you call it. We're doers generally. We like to decide. We see a problem. We see a problem and we go about figuring out how to do something about it. And we're not afraid to succeed or fail. You know, sometimes you fail. I I often tell people uh, fail fast is a motto that I sometimes use in terms of let's see how something works. Let's try it and see how it works quickly. Fail fast. But so we're doers. We're looking up at our politicians, the people in power. In particular, right now, this president, and he's not doing anything, even though he says he sees the problem. So the recent news is that inflation is way up again, higher than they thought it was going to be over, I think, 9%. Is it 9.1%? I can't even stand to, to look at it because it makes me crazy. But it's, it's um, the, the, they thought it might be 8.7, uh, but then they had to adjust it to all the details. It's, I think it's 9.1%. Uh, is the new uh, inflation, 
And this is a record high. You know, this is the highest high it's been in forever. Um, it's terrible news for the economy. Uh, I keep telling people it's not the inflation that's as bad when you think about like, oh, I, I'm a, you know, gas prices are up 59%. Food is up 10%. From 2021, these are the numbers off of the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The cost of your home, especially rent, is up 5.6%. These are huge numbers, right? So the June number they thought was going to be 8.6. It turns out it was 9.1%. But here's the problem. It's not just that things cost more. It's that you cannot get a job. Your, Your job can't pay you more fast enough to keep up. There's not a lot of jobs, not a lot of positions where you can... uh uh, pay people, increase their salary or increase their rate of pay fast enough to keep up with that. So what you get is this twin hit. You don't only feel frustrated because gas is so high. Fill up the tank costs you, you know, instead of costing, uh, you know, $50, it costs $75. It makes you crazy. But your paycheck isn't going up either. So over time, the frustration with the fact that the job, your job can't keep up, it causes your, your, um, your, your job, your, your employment to be less satisfactory, less effective, less supportive of your family. You get the point. And it ripples out quickly into things like, let's say that you're paying tuition uh, for your kids. That's what I feel for a private school for my and my, not my choice, but the private school has already set their tuition rate. But they couldn't factor in massive inflation. So now let's say you're running a private school. Let's pretend that the budget of the private school for a year is $500,000. You've charged tuition to all these thousand, you know, hundreds of students to cover that, except now it costs you 10% more to do. Everything gets more expensive. Everything gets strained. Everything gets tense. Everything is problematic. But back to my point, what you need to know is what we're seeing is such an inability to do something. Joe Biden just talks. What could he do about inflation? Well, the number one thing he could do is lower the cost of energy. He could do that, not just release some million barrels of oil from the strategic reserve that immediately gets used, in this case, by the Chinese or by Chinese government, but instead do things like drill, do things like wave permits, do things like move along, expedite nuclear power, whatever it takes, you could change. And just talking about it doesn't do anything anymore. Nobody believes it. Nobody believes it because nothing's happened. I'm against inflation, but nothing's happened. And so you need, we need doers, not talkers. We need somebody who will lead, not just talk. Here's another example. The, abor- the, the, the border tomorrow, I think I'm, I've, I'm scheduled to talk to, uh, I'm scheduled to talk to at least one, Chris, yeah, Chris Shalinsky uh, from uh, Numbers USA is tomorrow. We talked yesterday to Todd Benzman. And, you know, when you talk about the border, do something about it. Do something to secure the border because the border we're bringing in 200,000. Is it 300,000, 400,000? I don't know if anybody can know, but some guess is that per month people coming in and they're utilizing resources and they're and they're taking jobs and they're driving down the the uh, the um, uh, the labor market. That happens. That's just pure economics. If you have 10 people looking for a job, you're going to have an X amount value. If you have 20 people looking for the same number of jobs, you can charge less. You can charge, you can, the employees can be paid less because the employer can get away with it. We've got to have some doers, not talkers. And somebody that says, oh, well, you know, uh, it's hard to do. There's a filibuster in the Senate. It's nonsense in the sense that there's lots of steps the president could make, whether you like it or not, whether you want to debate whether he should have this much power, he's got it now. He's got it now. The way the system is now, he can do a lot for energy costs, for example. He could do a lot to lower the uh, the cost 
of uh, of of uh, travel, gasoline, oil. He could do a lot to secure the border. He could do a lot on on a number of fronts. He's just not doing it. He's he's busy forming abortion rights task forces in the Department of Justice to brag about how they're going to look for opportunities to support uh, people who want abortions. Well, I have, that's a policy preference, but that's not where the people are. You know, again, you know, the, the, the reality of this crisis that we're heading into, and it's going to get worse and worse, people are getting more and more frustrated because there's only a few things you can do. One of them is lower energy costs. That's the biggest one. The president's over in, in, uh, in the Middle East, and they, he's begging for them to release some of their oil. And they don't have any oil. The Saudis don't have any more oil to put out, they say. Who knows? So we have things we can do as a nation. We have that. And just because the president has said, well, sometimes you're going to have to suffer for what we want to do, doesn't mean it's true. It does not mean it's true. It means he's trying to tell us that. It's like when he looked at the camera the other day and he said, 94% of the, of the Democrats say they'll vote for me if I run. Well, that's not the question that someone asked him. They said, you know, over half of the Democrats don't want him to run. So he, he, they're answering the wrong questions. And they're, well, they're answering all the questions with the wrong answers instead of solving the problem, instead of doing something. We need something done. That's what you need to know. We got to take a break. We'll come back with Sam Sorbo and also uh, we'll make sure to give you an update uh, later on about the upcoming uh, well, Sam Sorbo's conference. Sorry, I'm looking at the notes. Uh, she'll talk about that and also Bridget Van Meads. Be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our old friend, Sam Sorbo, who's been on the show since I started my show, I was able to get her on very early, and she's really nice to help me. She is, of course, um, many things. You know that her samsorbo.com, if you go over there right now, coming up in just uh, about a week, two weeks, I guess it's less than two weeks, July 25th to 29th, she's got a an underground education empowerment challenge, um, and you need to check that out. We'll ask her about it, but she's also an author. Um, I always love to say this, Sam, that you you majored, studied biomedical engineering. So, I mean, you know, when they're like, uh, well, she's an actress, she was this and that, and the other thing, she cuts a, she cuts quite a figure, but she studied biomedical engineering at Duke, so don't mess with her if, you know, if you get a, if you think you're gonna. So, Sam, right now, again, the Sam Sorbo show, she's a host of, she's uh, speaking, I all over the country, and especially talking about the movement from education in the schools, public or otherwise, to homeschooling, because she lived it. She went through it herself and has written and talked about it. So welcome back, Sam. How are you? Well, thank you so much. And what a lovely, what a lovely introduction. Uh, (laughs) It was was always an honor for me to come on your show, Ed. Yeah, well, you've Um, been great to me. I'm so grateful for your support. (laughs) And I'm going to turn what you just said a little bit on its head, because it it, because what they're what they're doing in schools is not education and what we are doing in the home is. And so it's going from school to home education. Uh, and that's that's what I teach about. So the empowerment challenge that I have coming up is only one one hour a day for five days. We're going to give you the paradigm of what it looks like to to have your kids at home and to be their lead learner, to be their tutor, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that I say that is because we have the wrong idea about what education is. I mean, look at what's happening in the schools. That is clearly, clearly not education. The gender bending theory that's being pushed on the children is child abuse, actually. And then the rest of it, 
the CRT. Critical race theory is simply teaching white children that they are oppressors and colored or black or brown children, however you want to, minority children, that they are simply victims and that there is no way out of their station. It is anti-American even. So, so what's happening? in the schools is child abuse. And yet this is what the schools have themselves engendered. Clearly, they're not interested in education and they haven't been for decades and generations. And so what I'm doing is I'm reclaiming it. I'm reclaiming the word education. Let's talk about education and just shut up about the CRT, (laughs) the gender stuff, the all the other stuff that you're doing. And Ed, I came up with a, with a big idea the other day. I, I have these ideas that I think are sort of crucial that I think really we need to drill down in. And the, the, the last one, you know how when the child bit the pop, uh, the pop tart into the shape of a gun, he was suspended. Yeah, when the yeah. little boy brought one of the G.I. Joe guns, which is like a miniature two inch gun into school. They suspended him because they have this, quote, zero tolerance policy for guns. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I, as conservatives, we sit here and we go, that's just silly. That's just ridiculous. How stupid. They've got to stop doing that. That's that's ridiculous. No, it's not. Do you know what it is? It is implementation of gun control when they're this young so that when they grow up, they won't want to touch guns. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right, right. It's so. But Sam, it's I, Sam is, it's I want, mind control. I think it's important, and I think you're very persuasive on this. But I also am reminded of your story because people relate to people. And I remember you telling me very early on on the, on the air about how I think you had your kids even in public school, didn't you? And you were oh, cruising, yeah. and you were cruising along, and you were like, "See, this is what I think was COVID. If there's a mixed blessing, or if there's a blessing in it, it's a whole bunch of parents had to stop and go, "What? What is that?" Yeah. And 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 the problem is. A lot of people then their job picked back up or they're, you know, they're, they're, and, you know, I always tell people we, we know the ideal, right? We know the holy family. We can see it. But a lot of people are single moms, single dads, whatever. And, they, and things pick up and they go, huh, wait a second. I can't afford that tuition. I can't afford to homeschool. And the thing that was powerful about your story, Sam, is you were successful, you and your husband, prominently so, in the public schools. And then you said, wait a second. what? And, and getting the courage and whatever it is, the chutzpah, the craziness to make the break, that's the part of the empowerment challenge because you got to give people a sense, hey, you're not going to be the perfect teacher. You don't have to be. Partly, you have to understand that the public schools are not even teaching, so you got to go for something better. But you also can, you know, perfect is the enemy of the good, and the good is holy, right? And you did that for Um, your family. That's very nice, the way you you put that. That's a lovely way to put it. Uh, This is why I did the Playbook for Home Learning Conference, which happened a couple weeks back. And and what I realized is you can cast a vision for people. You can destroy the schools in their eyes because the schools are super destructive themselves. And you can say the last place that you want your child is to be in school. And I say this now, just pull your child out of school. Like if you do nothing for them, they will still be better off than (laughs) if they they go to school. I mean, and that's just, I'm sorry. That's how bad it's become. And, And the sad thing is, even the religious schools have adopted the textbooks that are common core. And they say that they're not common core, but you can take the sticker off the book and not change any of the core concepts that are in the book. 
and and say, oh, no, we're, they're not Common Core. They are. They're all Common Core aligned. And why? Because they rewrote all the textbooks when Common Core came down the pike. And so the, the left won that battle. They won it, you know. Right. So so now that now the battle is save your children. We've been given a great gift in covid revealing the the nefarious activities of the schools and the people who went through the teaching colleges. And that's another struggle that you're going to have in any kind of religious or private school. All the teachers came from the teaching colleges and you don't know the teachers. Right. Right. Even more than that, Ed, what we fail to recognize is the tremendous sacrifice that you make when you drop your children off at the doors of the school you are making a sacrifice, but it that's been hidden from you. You've been hoodwinked. Your child is being stolen from you right out from under your nose. And you not only are not aware, you are complicit in this grand larceny. Mm-hmm. And that's what I get so, um, so passionate about is parents don't understand what they are sacrificing. They're sacrificing relationship with their child. And they say, oh, but that's okay because we go out for ice cream afterwards. No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> so, so there, and there are lots of ways to crack the nut. You, I've, I've known single parents who have homeschooled all the way through. Um, and she, I mean, she did some amazing feats of sleight of hand and stuff to keep her kids out of school. But she was bound and determined that her children were not going to go to school. And she did it in two tranches. She had two two girls of her own. And then like 10 years in, she adopted two little girls and wow. went through the whole thing again. So wow. don't tell me that it can't be done. What we need to do is set our priorities. But Ed, are we taught how to set our priorities in school? Right. Heck right. no. We're told right. you can have it all. Yep. Well, guess what, folks? You can't have it all. And sacrifice is the most beautiful gift that we have to give. Because when we sacrifice, we understand value. Right. Um, we're talking with Sam Sorbo again. If you go to samsorbo.com, you'll see a lot of her writings. There's uh, homeschooling resources available there um, and uh, and click through. It's a well-managed well, uh, well site for finding her stuff. But now go back and help me hear this. I want to make sure our listeners hear the empowerment challenge. It's the middle of the summer. People are suddenly get a sinking hole in their uh, stomach <laughs> that they got to send their kids back to school maybe. Right. And, you're, and July 25th to 29th, 1 to 2 p.m., just one hour a day, Eastern time. So you can get online. Tell me what it will be. Tell me who should come. Tell me that I don't even know. Does it cost anything? Yeah, there's a there's a small fee and it's okay. and it's just an hour a day in in a community. So it's it's a Zoom call, basically. Okay. And you will participate and you'll have a little tiny bit of homework because what I'm going to do is I'm going to help you try it on like a coat. You're going to try on the paradigm of what home learning is really all about. And so we're going to walk you through it. So so if you're joining, you've already been convinced, hey, what's happening in the schools isn't quite education. That might not be the direction that I want my child to go in. Right. Right. And, And frankly, Ed, I mean, we really ought to take a step back and look at this because schools teach that college prep and career readiness is the highest aim. Is that not true? That's, That's the right. highest yep. aim. Yep. Well, what is that? What is that? And if you boil that down, if you really think about it, I'm going to shortcut it for you. It's money. So your highest aim is money. Okay. Right, right. So this is another big idea that what, what we are engendering in our schools is midlife crises. 
Because what they do is they ignore everything spiritual. They say the spiritual doesn't even, it's so silly. They're world religions. Those are for silly people who believe in religion, whatever. They're all the same. And by the way, your highest value is determined by, or your worth is determined by how much money you make. And so when you've reached the jackpot, you, you've, you've gotten the career, you're, you're 60 years old, you've had the family, you're, you know, you're looking at end of life. And you're going, why am I not happy? I did everything they told me to do. I made all the money they told me would make me happy. And for some reason, I'm not happy. And then you go to the Paxlovid or you get a new wife or a Ferrari or you get a new pool boy. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, you know, I a mean, a choices, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Because there's because because the schools effectively run offense between the child and a spiritual life. Hmm. And how dare they? So there's theft happening on all different levels. But let's say we've we've accepted that. You've put that to the side. Now you're now you're saying, so what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to do this? And that's what the empowerment challenge is. It's to it's to enable you to see what education really should be because the way we think about education is the way we've been taught by the schools to think about education. And the way we think about education is wrong. Education is not inputting data into a little brain. That is not what education is. Education is involved in equipping a child to, uh, to, to embrace and confront the world on his own terms. Hmm. And those terms have to be defined by study and reflection, right? Yep. Because, and so education is, in its essence, it's the pursuit of truth, beauty, and goodness and the teaching of that pursuit to the children with discernment, which is something that we don't teach in schools. We don't teach discernment. We teach everything's equal. Everything's the same. Don't pass judgment. When, in fact, we're passing judgment 87,000 times a day. If you choose right. chocolate instead of vanilla, you just, you just made a judgment call. Right. And also, by the way, you made a sacrifice. Because if you choose chocolate and you can't have vanilla, then you sacrifice <laughs> vanilla for the sake of chocolate, which right. is a righteous thing to do in my book. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, where's this going? Oh, I got it now. Uh, well, listen, Sam Sorbo, again, samsorbo.com on her website is more about the underground education, the community that's uh, bu- that she's building and built with members who are supporting each other, figuring out how to do it. Lots of resources. Again, if you click on there's a, lo- a button for portfolio, samsorbo.com, you'll see all the hey. different kinds of things. Um, and this event. Hey. I'll, I'll, get, I'll come back to you. This event is July 25th to 29th. Uh, the underground education because they're worth an empowerment challenge. Go ahead. Sorry, Sam. You're so lovely. Um, I met Freedom Fest. Oh, good. And I, didn't, I didn't realize it, but it's being broadcast on Fox uh, on Fox. Fox oh, streaming. Yeah. What is it? Fox is Fox streaming. Uh, I'm always forgetting the name of that yeah. silly thing. But anyway, um, uh, it's streaming on Fox and uh, okay. um Good. We'll try. We'll track it down. That's great. You're down yeah, there. There you go. That's good. Okay. And, and, and oh, and you can get 30 days for free, apparently. Yes. If you go to their street, if you go on sign app. on. Yep. You can sign on to the app and it'll give you 30, 30 days for free. And then if you don't like it, you can come out. But there's a lot in there, actually. So that's great. Uh, I will. It's crazy that you and I both can't remember. I can't remember the name right now. Fox Nation. It's called Fox Nation. The Thank streaming. App. Yeah, there you go. All oh, right, Sa- Sam, we'll put it up. I'll put all this up on our social media. Thanks for what you're doing. And we'll visit again soon. Thanks, Ed. Okay, we'll take a break, everybody, and we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Don't forget, visit ProAmericaReport.com. You can find this interview and other links to what we've talked about. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Well, there's been a lot of coverage 
of the um, of the post Dobbs world. A lot of conversations and all, but most of it has been in the media, meaning it's been hysterical one way or another. But I thought it's time mm. to check in with our old friend Bridget Van Means, who heads up Thrive Nation at ThriveAliveSTL.org. If you go to the website, you'll see all the different work they're doing. And I, I was on a different interview. Um, with Karen Garnett of the pro-life luncheon. And she said, Oh yeah. She said, yeah, you know, I convened a meeting or call or something with uh, some of the folks that are really understanding. How do we, what do we do next? And one of them was Bridget Van Means. So Bridget Van Means, welcome back to the program. How are you? I am wonderful, but I am your old, very young friend. That's right. I knew, I knew that would get you. I knew that would get you right there. That was predictable. That was predictable. Um, my daughter, my daughter, who's 18, who spent part of the, a recent visit when Bridget Van Means took the Capitol and visited with different senators and congressmen. My daughter is still talking about, I forget which part of, of your um, sartorial advice about her clothes or shoes or something. (laughs) Yeah, we have so much fun. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So, all right. So Bridget, um, the coverage of Dobbs, it's been a, it's been a few weeks now, but it's not been as long as people think it's not even been a month, uh, but it's been a few weeks. Um, What's missing in the responses, both sides? What do you see missing? Because you've taught me a lot about how we talk about things really frames what's at the heart of the matter. And Mm. What do you see missing in the conversations? Well, you know, you just mentioned that we spent some a uh, different type of time together at the Capitol, and that was such such so great watching you do your work. But what's missing is what you do. What I noticed that you do is you say, "Let me help you." Mm. I don't know if you even realize that, but that's a narrative in your conversations when you were there. Right. No matter who we were interacting with. It always ended with, let me help you. How can I help you? That's the, that's what has to happen. So we now are going to be forced to really walk out that mandate of walking in love, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect love casts out fear. Um, there's no law against love. These are biblical teachings that now become weapons of warfare. So in other words, that message of how can we help? How can I help you? Let me help you. So we have the woman who is experiencing an unplanned pregnancy, which was already incredibly stressful and in many cases terrifying to her. She literally feels like her entire future um, is being annihilated. And she's been socially engineered to believe that abortion is this simple, attainable solution. And now she's, so she, so she sees that abortion as a life jacket and she's drowning Mm-hmm. And she sees the abortion as a life jacket. And then what she thinks is that a bunch of uncaring politicians just reached in and snatched her life jacket away. So what's missing? Let's make sure that we keep her mindset as our primary focus. Let's always make sure that the focus is on that woman and how can we help her? Now, we know that she's she's fallen victim to lots and lots and lots of lies over many, many years. So we have to move towards her with respect we have to be reasonable and calm, and then we have to help her. We have to show her what the truth is. We have to do that deftly and sensitively and respectfully, and then we need to wrap her with resources, right? We have the Good Samaritan model that Jesus showed us, and so we need to replicate that Good Samaritan model. So one of the most important, I would say, banners that the pro-life movement is going to have to wave is help, help. We're here to help. We're here to help. Now we have the other arena, which I'm also equally as excited about, which is the political arena. 
and making sure that our lawmakers are very well equipped with the right information about legislation that's going to really make a difference Mm -hmm. and is going to help them take that position of life like we have here in Missouri in ways that are um, empowered and equipped. And so in those two areas, the message really needs to be a pro-woman message. Uh, Again, we're talking with Bridget Van Means. ThriveAliveSTL.org is the website. If you go there, um, you know, when I went there, the thing that jumped out at me was this down halfway down the page. You are the American miracle. Now, I think I see that you're echoing the Missouri miracle, which was your success, Missouri's success, um, thousands of people's success in Missouri. Um, but but what's the American miracle? And 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 you know, was the, Amer- the American miracle doesn't end with Dobbs. I mean, a lot of people really, right. mm-hmm. a lot of people really deserved to feel good about the years, the decades they mm-hmm. prayed and volunteered and donated to get rid of a Roe v. Wade. But what's the American miracle? Yes. And so, yes, we all celebrate. It's an evil law that opposed the heart of God. And so it needed to be overturned and it was. So the American miracle is, is helping us now take what you and I and others like us here in Missouri did. These take the miracle that we had here, which was that we were the first abortion free state in the nation twice. On October 21st, 2019, we became the first abortion free state really through that good Samaritan model. So in other words, we had done such a good job, Thrive Nation, of offering that help, that Good Samaritan model to women. The lawmakers had done such a good job of passing pro-woman supportive laws that we drained that demand side and women were leaving those Planned Parenthood clinics and coming into Thrive clinics and other pregnancy centers, literally to the point where Planned Parenthood closed their doors on October 21st, 2019, simply for lack of business. And then the laws caught up again, and Missouri became the first abortion-free state as soon as uh, Dobbs was uh, upheld. And so with that being said, we now know that we have a predictive model that can help the other 49 states really respond to this moment in history. Because as you said, the work really has actually just begun, and in some ways the work is fired up because now we have 25 or 26 states that are madder than the hornets, right? Right, (laughs) And they're doubling down and doing all kinds of insane things. And we have this lunatic president, God bless him. The Lord says to pray for our politicians and our leaders, but he's a lunatic and it appears to be a bloodthirsty lunatic. And so we have, it almost seems a bigger war on our hands. And again, the way that that's going to be mitigated and fought is through the church rising up, uh, pro-life people rising up with that pro-woman, pro-care, pro-health message. We're talking again, Bridget Van Means, uh, Thrive Alive, stl.org, thrivealivestl.org, and you'll find out more. Um, Bridget, I do want to ask you, though, I mentioned uh, uh, that Karen Garnett from the Pro-Life Luncheon was on, and she was talking about working with you uh, and others and thinking about the future. It doesn't take much. You can look pretty quickly at a search that Planned Parenthood and abortion providers are talking every day about, um, you know, getting the FDA to change the rules so they can distribute uh, Mm -hmm. RU486 in the mail. They're already doing that. They are changing some of the drugs to go over the counter. When people say, oh, they Mm -hmm. want to just go over the counter for contraceptives. Well, you say we have some sense of what contraceptives do to women and families in terms of the medical impact. But yet um, what they really mean, and they've said it, is they're going to eventually go over the counter for things like RU486 because they're going to say this is just part of who we are. Anyway, they they move online telemedicine. Mm -hmm. 
they've mm-hmm. been open about this. You've been yeah. digging in. I remember you telling me in my presence uh, here in Washington a few weeks ago, you've been digging in saying, um, we got to change our whole thing. It's not brick and mortar. It's digital because they're targeting the vulnerable, the women. So how, I hate to say it. How's that going? It feels like you're taking on like, I mean, it's it's not David and Goliath. It's like Goliath times a million. It just feels like the biggest yes, they, beast. So go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, uh, we, we received, uh, an internal video, a zoom meeting that was accidentally dropped into my inbox because our branding is so, uh, pro woman that they thought we were pro choice. And so oh, wow. we received something that for instance, the Planned Parenthood <laughs> clinics would have received Wow, and it outlined what they're calling. I'm calling it a scorched earth approach to every unplanned pregnancy they're calling it plan C, right? So they've right. got the girls indoctrinated into plan B. This is plan C, which uh, is what they're calling the 21st century abortion, which is a DIY private at home abortion. Wow. Free abortions. They have funders out here and granters. I think people know that Bezos ex-wife McKenzie just dropped $300 million on Planned Parenthood the largest single gift in history to Planned Parenthood. This is pointed towards this Plan C. It's going to be a national rollout of the abortion pill. Their goal is that every young woman will have an abortion in her medicine cabinet Mm. and that she will take that even possibly once a month. Language such as having the abortion before you even know you're pregnant. Why get yourself upset about a pregnancy? So they are, as you said, going, it, it, it is beyond a David and Goliath situation at this point, but we do have what we believe is the only possible solution, and that's the Thrive Plus health model that Heroic Media and Thrive are in the process of just launching now, because what's now happened is they're closing these brick and mortars faster than you can count, mm-hmm. and they're going straight to the digital front line with these free abortion pills. It is um, daunting, and one of your specialties is uh, the joy of of charging forward. You've got that in common with the late Phyllis Schlafly. No matter how it feels, like part of me says, "Oh well, we finally got the Roe v. Wade thing reversed. That was great. Now we're, you know, we're sort of aren't we headed downhill?" And you look up and you go, "No, it's not downhill. That, that there's a yeah. there's a mountain in front of us." Do you mm-hmm. do you think um, do you worry that the pro life movement is is not the, the people that were so committed to that does not yet see where the fight is. Yes. We know that they don't yet see I'm having conversations over and over again with people who are still talking about a boots on the ground strategy, more brick and mortar pregnancy centers. They're really not understanding that the abortion industry saw the writing on the wall years ago, and they've been tooling this execution of a, of a strictly at home DIY abortion and those things are going to be online. And as you said, they're trying to work to make it no prescription, zero cost, <laughs> wow. no doctor's oversight sent straight to the home. So, yes, they have flipped the script on us. And for sure, uh, I would say probably 99% of the pro-life movement is a little bit behind that eight ball. Um, there are some wonderful groups. I know Americans United for Life is all over it. 
Um, you might even want to talk to Steve or Catherine over there as well. They've got some exciting legislation in the works for that. Um, and then Heroic Media and I, and we do have partners who are getting it because they are usually very successful businessmen and women, and they know they had to make a pivot to a digital distribution. So in other words, the way these kids work, and you of course know this with your, your wonderful kids, if you're not relevant on their smartphone, you're not relevant, right? right? So right, yep. healthcare has got to fit onto that, into the palm of their hands and into their pocket, or it's not real healthcare. So we do have to take the battle off the ground now. It is an internet war, and mm-hmm. anyone who falls behind is, is going to be left behind very, very quickly. It's um, well, it's so important, and I'm glad to hear uh, all of that in terms of the conversations because it's a it's a matter, you know, if you're living, you're learning, right? You got to keep learning, so we've got to figure it out. So. Absolutely. All right, Bridget Van Means, everybody, go to thrivealivestl.org. There's a lot of there there, a lot of uh, information <laughs> as well as events and ways to partner, be involved. Um, again, thrivealivestl.org. Uh, thank you for your time, Bridget Van Means. And thank you for everything you do. You're a dear friend and a wonderful mentor. God bless you. God, thank you very much. You're kind. We'll talk again soon and we'll take a break, everybody. We will be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Don't forget, go to ProAmericaReport.com and you can uh, see see this link, link to this and the interview and also uh, some of the other resources. Uh, We'll be right back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Traditional family values have always been supported by the Republican Party. In 1856, the very first Republican platform of all affirmed traditional marriage by declaring it the duty of Congress to prohibit those twin relics of barbarism, polygamy, and slavery. In 1968, the first Republican platform after Lyndon Johnson's Great Society denounced the practice of providing welfare benefits to unmarried mothers because it erodes self-respect and discourages family unity and responsibility. The first Republican platform after Roe v. Wade in 1976 denounced that pro-abortion anti-family decision. More recently, every Republican Party platform since 1996 has opposed the legal recognition of same-sex unions at every level of government. The necessity of providing legal benefits for husband-wife unions was reaffirmed in the platforms of 2000, 2004, 2008, and 2012. In 2013, the GOP even passed a special resolution declaring that marriage is a relationship that only a man and a woman can form. Our first Republican president, Abraham Lincoln, won the Republican nomination and the presidency primarily because of his compelling refutation of the bad Supreme Court Dred Scott decision. He made a public commitment not to enforce that decision beyond the individual parties to that case. After his election, Lincoln stood by that promise. Like Andrew Jackson before him, Lincoln insisted that Congress and the president had a duty to interpret the Constitution within their own spheres of power and not leave it to the unelected judiciary to invent new rights based on their personal definitions of morality. Republican voters do not want a candidate who will back down on key moral issues. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Whether it's the vision of our founding fathers, the courage of our veterans, the moral compass of Christopher Columbus, or the fortitude of presidents like Lincoln and Reagan, the truth of history should not be undercut by liberal ideology. At Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, we honor history even as we look to the future. Join us at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Uh, we are uh, wrapping things up today. Just got a couple minutes. Let me say, uh, first of all, uh, tomorrow we're going to talk with um, Armstrong Williams. Armstrong Williams uh, is on the program tomorrow, and he's got a column out. He writes a column over at The Hill, thehill.com. I'll put it up on social media. It's pretty good. It's really good. It's about um, Hillary Clinton said how uh, Justice Thomas uh, was always an aggrieved guy or some nonsense. She knew him in law school. Of course, I think he was a couple of years behind her in law school, didn't really know her. And um, the uh, and and anyway, Armstrong Williams writes a great column. He knows uh, Clarence Thomas for decades and decades, and uh, it's it's great. So I will put that up on social media. Take a look at that and look forward. If you look at that, then uh, we'll be talking with Armstrong Williams tomorrow. So again, thehill.com, armstrongwilliams.com is his website. And this column, this column, his uh, recent column is really great. So, all right, let me uh, thank you. Excuse me. Let me thank our um, our great uh, producer, uh, Noah Dingley as well as our associate producer, Joanna Spilger, and you for listening. And don't forget, please visit ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com, and follow all that's going on. Sign up for the daily email and all the rest. Thanks for listening. Be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here on the ProAmerica Report. Talk to you then. On the answer, San Diego. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>